T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Cowboys on the third in Galveston from their own 30. Back goes Prescott again. He steps up. He is going deep downfield, and it is caught! It is caught! That is T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. I don't know how they got the ball to him, but he just came down with an amazing catch. They just pulled off a third and 30. Man, it's just wild, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Coach made a call. Uh, you know... We just got to do the job, really, man. You know, they good throw by Dad, good catch by him. But uh, if everybody just do their job, nah, that play would have been stopped easily. But uh, that my plan was still blow. Were you in trail technique on that? It was it looked like cover two from? Yeah, was, uh, I mean, I don't want point fingers and stuff like that. But yeah, there's no the cover two call. You know, we just got to get up, stuff like that. We just got to do our job. That's basically what it is. is you know. Just yeah, we just gotta do our job. That's how that play work. If we do our job, that's the play nutted. Well, executed. You yeah, no pointing fingers there, you just just throwing <laughs> Josiah Scott right under the bus. Welcome back to VIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas Show Gilio 215-592-9494 to hop in, react. The Eagles giving Darius Slay permission to seek a trade in you. That was from the Cowboys game, the third and thirty they gave up. It's the third in Galveston for me. That's a great <laughs> call. One of my favorite parallels. Oh my man. goodness. That that right there. I think I missed that like in the moment. And then I like listen, I See, to add some perspective to this, now I can see why people may maybe think mm-hmm. that, that chemistry stuff locked the room. Maybe, maybe because you did throw some. Like you didn't take. It didn't sound like you took any accountability on that play. Maybe they said if Josiah Scott did his he job. Like, hey, well, he was like, well, you know, people just got to do their job, and it was like, well, you're the trail technique. He was like, well, yeah, you know, but uh, whatever. Like, yeah, that's a bad look. That that like. He's got a C on his chest. Yeah. You're captain. You you and that's a young you player can't. he's throwing on the bus, yeah, too. Yeah, that's not you, another you vet. Can't do that. You can't do that. Man. Yeah, look, there, there's throwing players under the bus, <laughs> and then he he threw him under the bus, then drove back and forth over it. Yeah. I, I don't there's nothing there's no saving anybody from that comment that you made. That's just not that's nothing that you want your captain saying. That is not how you want your captain reacting to a play that cost you the way that, that play cost you. You don't want him not, you know, it, Hey, take accountability. Even though it's not your fault, you know, just say it is and keep it moving. Just say it's on me. I mean, like yeah. that's what captains do. Yeah, that was a frustrating moment and a frustrating game for the Eagles. 215-592-9494. Back to the phone lines here. Your reaction here as the Eagles have granted Darius Slay permission to seek a trade. Now, we're seeing a lot of stuff fly out that this just doesn't mean he's not going to be here and it's just negotiations. Hugh, it feels to me like he's not going to be I here. I don't think he's going to be here. I think that that's a lot of pride swallowing that you have to do 
when, you know, you're scheduled to make $17 million and then they come at you and say, hey, we need you to take a pay cut. I, I'm, I don't see anybody that's willing to take that haircut. I don't see it happening. No, not for a player who wanted to, you know, either a raise or an extension a couple of weeks ago. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Willie is in Holmesburg on WFA. What's up, Willie? Yeah. How you doing, man? How you doing, Mr. Joe Douglas? What's going I mean, on, man? How you doing? Hey, How Willie. You doing, man? You're my favorite, yeah, you're my favorite player. And, of course, Joe, you're my favorite uh, analyst. Thank you. Hey, Willie, we love you, buddy. What are you thinking today? Uh, all right. This is my thing. Um, Mr. Douglas, I totally agree with you because uh, Derek Slade was supposed to be traded. This guy did not perform well during that Dallas game. It was Remember, it was 30 and 30. He allowed 30 yards. T.Y. Hunt caught the pass. From there, that moment to now, I said, this guy's – during the Super Bowl, he didn't perform well. I said he should be get traded, and you know, and fill some. You know, now the offense is built, the structure's there. Now we have to fill in the holes with Harry Roseman out there. You know, pick some defensive backs, work on the secondary, also a defensive line, and you know, I'm glad he brought John Desai because if you look at his analytics on 2020 Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. he was third against the passing mm-hmm. and placed tight nickel defense. He was, he was pretty good. I'm glad they brought him in. Yeah, and that's probably what, you know what, Joe, that's what I was saying. It's probably because Slade doesn't fit the style of corners that he wants to have on his right. team. And it's a good it's a good possibility that that's, that's what it is, just strictly that. He doesn't like the way that these corners play. He wants to upgrade those positions. Yeah, and look, if Darius Slay was 28 years old, I think they probably restructure his deal and they keep him. They could probably give him more money. They give him an extension. They give him years. But he's 32. I mean, there's just not many corners in NFL history that play at a really super high level, 33, 34, 35 years old. Hugh, this this is not surprising. It's funny. We first brought this up last week. Howard mentioned it. Some people were like, "Where's this coming from? This no, why would they? Why would they get rid of Darius Slay? Talking about his cap hit. That doesn't matter. Like the dead cap. When they traded uh, Carson Wentz, they took, they took the biggest dead cap ever. And then the Falcons last year with Matt Ryan wasn't yeah. like a fifty. Teams don't care about that anymore. If they if they want to move on and they think they're better moving on, they'll move on. Yeah, and that's basically what this is about. You're you're trying right now. The most important players on the field are more than likely the offensive players, especially the quarterback position, and everybody else. With with a, a bet, lack of a better way of saying it, is expendable. They're expendable. There are so many young players that are coming into this league that play key positions. You can get better by adding some of these young players and spending some money. Yeah, and that's what the Eagles trying to do, especially if they get to pay their quarterback. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Xavier's up. What's up, Xavier? Zay. What's up, man? What's up, Joe? What's up, Hugh? How y'all doing? Good, buddy. What are you Living thinking today? Hey, man, listen, just give me one minute. I just got to say this. I don't understand what's going on up there in Philly. Why is it that we finally get a, a cornerback that's all pro, one of the best? I mean, if you look around look at, look at around and look at all of the cornerbacks in the league, they all have him in their top five cornerbacks quarter, in the league right now. I don't care about age, 32, 31, 29. He's still in top five form right now. So the fact that we just so quick to want to give him away, I understand the cap hit, and I understand that, yes, would I like him to work? with us and get down to a better number, of course. But at the same time, though, just to say that, just to put all this faith in Howie that he's just going to go and draft a quarterback, like when's the last time he's drafted a cornerback? Well, it's been a while. I mean, Xavier, I think we could agree on that. It, they have they you know? have whiffed at that position drafting. I mean, the, the best the best draft pick at corner probably in the last, I don't know, 8, 10 years is probably Jalen Mills, a sixth-round pick, you know, back in, what was exactly. that, 2016. So, yeah, it's been a weakness for them. But, Xavier, you say top five. How much does because the pass rush they have? Like, is he that good? I, I don't. I don't know if he's a top five corner. 
I mean, listen, the pass rush wasn't getting home in, in the second week of the season when we played Minnesota, and he had to shut down Justin Jefferson, who we all think is probably top two, if not one, oh, he best receiver in the league. He yeah, he's a great player. Okay, so, I mean, it, it, at some point, you just got to give the man his credit. Like, I understand he talks a lot, but do you not want a guy that talks a lot? Like, I want my cornerback talking. I don't want my cornerback being over there shy and scared. Like, you got to have that confidence back there. So, I ain't mad with him talking. Let him talk. At the end of the day, if he comes back, great. If not, boy, y'all better just pray that how we got something up his sleeve. Boy, he, he ain't coming back. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that. And another thing, it, I don't think it, it could potentially be, and, and, and it's not probably about his play, it could be that he doesn't fit schematically for what they want to run next year. I mean, there's okay. so many different things that, that it could be outside of his play that why he's not here. But I, I'm willing to say this, his play has probably declined to the point where Number one, they don't feel like they have to pay him $17 million. And number two, they feel like in this draft that they can get somebody that plays the way that they want to play, that they can plug and play. That's true. I got one more thing to say. Mm-hmm. Can I just say this real quick? Um, I, I saw how y'all uh, brought up the third and 30 catch and everything like that. And the previous caller was talking about uh, Darius Slay. But let's not forget that before that, that whole game, the reason why we got eight up was because uh, – because our slot was gone. That's the reason why we Yeah, Maddox was out. No, that, I mean, it hurt. I mean, Xavier, it, it obviously hurt. And Dak Prescott had a big game that day. Xavier, we appreciate the phone call. The other thing, and he mentioned how good he is and at top five. But, like, and again, I, I knew it. We came back to that Minnesota game. That was week two against Justin Jefferson. Yeah. It's funny. When it comes to Slay, everyone goes back to week two. But when we talk about Miles Sanders, everyone's like, well, he got worse as the year went on. Same thing with Slay, right? Yeah, it's a week to week. Like, listen, people. I mean, I understand how you feel the way you feel, but this is a week-to-week thing, and you get graded every week. You get graded every week in the NFL. Either you grade out high, you grade out the same, or you decline. And I'm pretty sure with them deciding to make the move that they're, they're going to make or potentially are going to make, that's what they feel. They feel like he has not graded out to the point where he deserves $17 million coming back next year. And he doesn't deserve a, a longer deal. I mean, he's not coming back for you know a year. He's going to want an extension on this deal. I'm totally fine with it. And look, they they might be able to take the money and re-sign one of these other guys we talked about for two weeks here. Tom is in Abington. What's up, Tom? Yo, fellas. How we doing tonight? All right, what's going on? Hey, Tom. What's up, buddy? All right. So, uh, topic of the day, Darius go away slay. <laughs> I, I knew you'd have something prepared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's call this for what it is, guys. It's an aging cornerback who literally, I mean, right in front of our eyes, lost a step halfway through the season. He was great against uh, Justin Jefferson, yes, Joe. But let's let's call it for what it is. We all saw what we saw in the last half of the season. No doubt. Yeah, he, Tom, he wasn't that same guy in the second half of the season. And it, it's funny, you know, he gets looked at as the guy and Bradbury as the number two. Bradbury made all, all pro. Slay did not make all pro. Like, Bradbury had a strong full season. Slay had a strong half a season. Yeah, I, I have no issues with letting him go and going with these uh, – you know, young wildcats, right? Yes. However, um, I, I just don't see letting Johnson go, CJ, GJ. I mean, a, a, a 25-year-old player, versatile at multiple positions. He's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. How do you let this guy walk out of your building? Because the same thing. He doesn't fit potentially what you might run and run in the secondary. That's the only thing I can think of for the fact that, you know, we go into this thing, we go into this offseason, and one of the conversations that was being had is how we are potentially going to franchise tag CJGJ. Yep, Ray Dittinger said it. Yes. Surprised. And then right. you go back, you go from that 
to now they're saying they're gonna they're not gonna franchise tag. That that's what that says to me. I don't I don't think that has anything to do with what anybody said about anybody. I just think that they feel that there's a chance in this draft or in free agency to upgrade at that position. Yeah, and Tom, that one is surprising to me just because his age, right, Tom? That, that he, yeah. like, if he wasn't an Eagle, we would be talking about him as the kind of guy they sign in free agency, 25, 26 years old. That, that's the, of all of these guys, he's the one. You and I are on the same page. It's, it's kind of bizarre. It's like he's gone. I mean, we had Dawkins, then we had Jenkins. This guy is that guy, can be that guy going forward, and if he doesn't fit into the size defensive scheme i don't know if i want this guy as a defensive coordinator yeah i you know i hope maybe there's something and time we appreciate it. you know again with all this stuff in free agency we don't know Do we, we'll see what the market bears there's a chance next week that they sign chauncey gardner johnson it's it, a chance it's gonna happen but like you, you never know and I, and I think i think that to be fair come on folks we got to be fair to the to the to the defensive coordinator because you you don't know what he has in store for this defense and I'm just going to give you a little bit of revisionist history. I remember when Jim Johnson got here. Willie T was not factored into what Jim Johnson wanted to do. They got they, Willie T wasn't here. Mm-hmm. But then we went and got Carlos Simmons a, a couple years later, and we had Jeremiah Trotter. And we were a much better defensive unit because of that. So just, just give them a chance. I know we are stuck in our ways when it comes to, to certain players that we like and the way that we like to think and the philosophy and everything. But nobody's taking these jobs and, and – and, uh, you know, revamping defenses to be worse, especially when you talk about a top-tier defense that you had last year. Coach Desai ain't coming in here talking about, hey, you know what? I'm going to trade away some of the best players so I can be garbage next year and get talked bad about. Nobody's trying to do that. <laughs> Sean Desai does not want to become Jonathan Gannon 2.0. I just want to be terrible next year, so I'm going to go ahead and trade away my best corner so that I can be terrible. So Come on. Come what on you're now. saying is you're trying to tell Philadelphia fans to give the defensive coordinator a chance? Give him a shot. Just give him a shot. I mean, that might be the craziest thing you've said in the whole three and a half weeks that you've been I'm, I'm being hot takey. <laughs> yeah, give been, the D.C. Been, a shot. I've been around my man Jack Fritz. <laughs> You know how it works around here? How many weeks into the season until Sean decides a moron around here? Three Uh, weeks, two weeks, a week and a half? I hope not because, boy, if 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 he's a moron, they about to let me have it. What's up, Bird Gang? Yeah, well, well, you know, do do you wish Gannon was back here? Can't wait for that show in mid-September. Ed's in Phoenix. What's up, Ed? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on, man? Hey, Ed. So I was thinking about what Desai should do with our DB situation, and it involves – not really being here and hear me out on this one um while i i'll agree that guys like richard sherman and woolen don't grow on trees in the third day of the draft do you think he may lean towards having bigger rangier corners to like operate in a cover three or are they just going to try to find the best db available where they're picking at i'll let you guys uh talk about it thanks for no the call. i think well yeah and we appreciate it i mean woolen was the rookie that the seahawks drafted last year Desai had and he wasn't yeah. a high pick i mean it did look at look at look at the uh corners that are having success now. Look at like a Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, like what, 6'2", something like that? Yeah. He's a bigger corner. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the ebb and flow of the NFL and can run. Not saying that, that, that um, Darius Slayer is not a big corner, but you want somebody that has a little bit of range. You probably want to lock some people up and allow these, these uh, defensive linemen to get after some folks a little bit. It, you never know. That's why I say is you have to try to be open-minded as much as you possibly can with these changes that are going to happen. Because, like I said, nobody's coming in here taking this defensive coordinator job, looking at this defense and how dynamic it was last year or how you know it could have been better and saying, hey, you know what, I'm just going to come and make it worse.
I'm not I'm not trying to capitalize or, or, or change anything because I, I just want to, you know, I'm going to make it worse. He's trying to make this defense better. He saw some flaws from watching film, and he said, hey, you know what? I think we can do better here. I think that if we can get better play from this position to do this, that, or whatever, that we can get more out of that defensive line. And it's probably real talk. He has the interview with, with, with Howie, with Sirianni. Like, yeah. yeah the what pretty- do you see? He probably asked him, hey, what did you see was the issue with our with our team that lost the Super yeah. Bowl? And, he, and look, Desai might say, yeah, he's a good player, but I, I, honestly, is he worth the money we're going to pay him next year? I don't know. I mean, probably not. And that, that could guide all of us. 215-592-9494. Back to the phones in a minute here. But we did, uh, did want to address a brewing controversy here, Kyle, at, at WIP. So, um, I know the overnight show, John Johnson always has a, a lot of different segments. Yes. Is there a new one we need to hear yeah. about? Yeah, it's the uh, fastest growing overnight show, as, as he likes to call it. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a debut of a new segment. Uh, I believe <laughs> it, it. this was unveiled around, right around 3 a.m. last okay. night. It's called the Moron Segment. Oh. So um, okay. the, the subject of said Moron Segment, the, the inaugural Moron Segment, was you, Joe. Oh. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Tough, tough out. Uh, to shot, you want to go back fire, to that, that boy, question yeah. I asked you earlier about punching one of your coworkers? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, okay. maybe, maybe I have a different answer after hearing this. Yeah, so so let, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play this for you a little bit. This go is uh, John Johnson unveiling his brand new Moron segment on the Overnight Show. In the intro, first ever Moron Edition segment, I got to do it. I have to call out the brand new midday host, Joe Giglio. <laughs> Mr. Joe Giglio. You're a moron. So, uh, as a brief disclaimer, you know, when you're doing sports talk and when you do a show five days a week, there are periods of the sports calendar year that are slower than others. So, it is your job to get creative, to think about a variety of different topics to discuss. Some are hits, some are misses. I cannot think of a bigger miss than what Joe Giglio tried to pull out on Thursday to demand Jason Kelsey retire, that the Eagles need to move on? That is absurd. How dare you? All right, I'm done. I'm about to cross a line here. I can't do it. I can't do it. (laughs) That right there is our first ever moron segment. And the first ever moron, one of our own. Joe Giglio. Joe, you disappoint me. (gasps) Eee! So I, I so how should I feel here? So I, I, I mean, that's, no, you, it's big, I, I'm the I, first can moron, I suggest, the first one. Can I suggest how you handle this? Yeah, go ahead. No, I probably shouldn't, but I am anyway. <laughs> y'all need to just go and clear out this little place we eat over here. Yeah. And y'all should just square off. A little rumble. And have a, gloves. Slap, have a slap boxing. Because con- see, slap boxing ain't as bad as like punching somebody. Because it's like you're slapping them. So have a, they should have a slap box fight. Well, you know what we should do? Because there was rumblings um, from John Marks and Joe DeCamera, a potential boxing match between those two. Yeah, and then that never came to fruition. It did. You think so, that was an Odyssey so, HR thing? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe you could be the undercard. That's why I suggest slap boxing. Yeah. Slap boxing is not bad. They do it in the hood all the time. You get slap box fights, and if you lose, then you just have to renounce whatever it is you said negative. Would you be the undercard to uh, to, to John and Joe, or would they be no, the undercard I don't, to you? Listen, I, I'm friends with everybody here so far. I have no beef with anybody. But it's clear that my partner has beef now. I'll be in his corner. So my, my official response to this, number one, <laughs> I am honored to be the first moron of the moron segment. <laughs> Two, I'm I'm very happy that we gave content to John Johnson. You know what? You know what I don't like right now? What's that? Partner. 
you you taking the high road in situations like this. You need to. You sometimes you need to get your uniform. Well, dirty, I man. understand that. But we're all we're all teammates here. To get your we're uniform all teammates dirty. here. And, what did Deion Sanders say? I would take the high road, but I do not know the address. Yeah, well, Deion doesn't. I think the there address. needs to be a slap box fight. And why? By, by the way, I just want to let you know. John Johnson been working out a little bit, so I'm just letting no, you John, know. Well, John, I watched John. We did. I forget why this happened. He was in here with me once, and for some reason, like there was like, can someone do 50 straight push-ups? That guy. John could Johnson, do, been, hey, he been in the gym. No, John's a strong dude. Um, the last thing I'll say, l- last point on this, and I love John. But you're love the show. Rangy, though. I like I like my partner chances though. Slap I got longer, probably longer arms. I'm just saying, it, it's it's big talk from a guy that spends a lot of his show eating snacks on the air. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it's just, it's big talk. Okay, shots fired. It's just big talk. That's what I'm talking about right there. I love John. That's what I'm talking about. I love John. No, it's all, all good fun. You should do a slap. I, I, I still vote for the slap box. I just like wonder how many times I can make more on of the night. I mean, now 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 we'll find. Out. I got to track more on the night. But now I love John Johnson. We're just having fun. Let's talk to David in Northeast Philly. What's up, David? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Hey, David. Hey, I just had um, a quick question regarding uh, the Slay thing. So I kind of agree to you guys that I think he's going to get traded. Just my only question is what potentially they could get. Because I know like there were rumors spreading about Ramsey potentially getting, like, like getting traded from the Rams also. And mm-hmm. I know that they wanted like pretty high picks. But with Slay's contract, and like you guys said, he might potentially want a new one also. And he is he's he's older than Ramsey a little bit. I wanted to know what um, what the Eagles might get if they would trade Slay. So we were uh, Elliot Elliot on earlier. He speculated maybe a fourth round pick. David, I, I don't think there's like a Slay for Ramsey swap, but I I like the idea of Ramsey. We talked about that last week. Um, it depends. I, I think Peter King threw out a late first round pick the Rams would want for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, David, it's it's interesting. And we preached the phone call, Hugh. I don't think there'd be a, like a one for one there, but no. if the Eagles could remake the secondary and get Jalen Ramsey, I, I, I'd be for that. Mm, I don't know about that. He's 28. I think, he's younger I, than all these guys. Yeah, he's, he's 28, but still, I think that, you know, when you talk about potentially giving up a first-round draft pick, I would rather take my chances with some of these young young Thundercats that we've been talking about as opposed to going out and getting an older corner that not, number one, I'm going to have to give up one of my first-round draft picks right. for, and number two, I'm going to re, gonna have to re-sign him. So I, I, I don't want to do that. I would take my chances and, and do everything that I possibly can to get some young talent yeah, on this team. The, the, the Ramsey thing, though, could play into the Eagles market for Slay. You, you know, it, you, if there's people out there, teams out there who want a corner, right? They want a veteran corner. They want a good one, an established one. The Eagles probably could be like, hey, we'll, you, we'll take a three or four for Slay. You don't got to pay a free. You know, the, the cost is a first-round pick for Jalen Ramsey. Just give us your fourth, third or fourth-round pick. You could have Darius Slay. Hugh, I, I think by next week, by Monday, Tuesday, I agree with Elliot on this. This thing could be resolved. He could either be cut or the Eagles could find a trade partner. And I just keep looking at all of their their lack of draft picks in the middle of the draft, right? They don't have a fourth-round pick. They don't have a fifth-round pick. It feels like they want to add these picks here and, and Slay is a way to do it and clear cap space. Yeah, that's what it feels like. When you make it moves like this, like this is a chess move. Because you're looking down the chessboard and you're trying to figure out potentially what could be there, what could upgrade your team. You're just not going to trade him away and not have some kind of plan that you you have to put in place. These are conversations, people, that are being had as we speak. As we talk on the air, Mm -hmm. the Eagles are trying to figure out potentially who's going to take Slay's place, whether it be another free agent or whether it be in the draft who they potentially could target that they feel – 
could fit into what Coach Desai is trying to do in that secondary. Yeah, no, it, it all factors in. 215-592-9494 to hop in. All right, coming up, our Champ Camp check-in. And this is a fun one. We're going to do a crossover here. Marks and Reese, they're live in Clearwater. Both John and Ike will join us on the other side. A lot to talk about. We've got to get their thoughts on, obviously, this whole Darius Slay situation. Brandon Graham re-signing with the Eagles. Their interview with Bryce Harper yesterday. The Andrew Painter situation. And do we think the smiles have been wiped off their face after the, the fanboy photo yesterday? By the way, did you see they cropped Jack out on the website? Did you see that? They did. They cropped him out on the oh, website. I I Nobody beats their meat. Yeah. <laughs> and, wait, and, wait, wait a minute. What was that? <laughs> Never mind. You Nobody know what? beats their meat. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask them all about it coming up next. Mark Cerise join us next right here on the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 